and this is Michelle with Mishmash. I forgot, I forgot the name of my show for a minute. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, <laughs> um, this is Mishmash, and I'm Michelle. So, today's episode is part of the narcissistic abuse series I have going, and today we're finally going to be looking at the signs of narcissism. 10 signs you might be a narcissist from health.com. So this first sign likes to be the center of attention. I think this is pretty much, let me see. I I put a lot of, the notes I have is for very specific, um, very specific examples, but I don't want to go into my very specific examples, of course. So let me bring up this article and see what they have to say about all of these. What the hell is this? And I should have had this prepared, so, you know. On top of shit as always. Okay, here we go. So, you like to be the center of attention. Narcissists dominate conversations. They feel compelled to talk about themselves and they exaggerate their accomplishments. Oh boy, is that true? <laughs> um, you know, I feel like this is a very clear sign that somebody has narcissistic tendencies, whether they're a narcissist or not. But if you were just like, or you know somebody who is always talking about themselves. I don't know. I feel like we're a society who usually does that. Um, you know, you always want to talk about yourself or, like, to help someone else. I mean, I know I do this. If someone else is talking about their problems, I'll relate the problem to me because that's how I relate to it. And I'll talk about me and my issues uh, in a way to be like, you know, you're not alone. But I don't think a lot of people take that way, I guess. Um, from a lot of the memes that I've seen. <laughs> um, but I don't know, personally that doesn't that doesn't bother me so much. Um, I like listening to people, so you know, that's fine. It's more of like exaggerating your stories, you know, like me and Jimmy went to the convenience store and we nearly got killed by this giant Mack truck on our way there. And it turns out that, you know, they no one was barely killed. Just a, there was a big truck behind them that scared them. Like, it could be something like that. That's something I definitely have noticed with narcissists is like... And I've never, I've, I don't know, I just find it very interesting because I have clocked this, but, like, when I first got to meet someone, they'd have all of these amazing stories, and I'm like, oh, wow, like, you've been through a lot, like, that's crazy. And then, when it started being that I would hear them retell stories that I was actually there for, and I'm like, um, it wasn't quite like that, like, it's nowhere near to that extent, but I was like, okay, so they like to exaggerate a little bit, no big deal, but it really, it's not, like, in of itself a huge deal, but it really does kind of show you that they feel this need to lie and manipulate, 
uh, to make themselves look better or bigger. Yeah. So that's one of the first signs. Um, hold on, my computer's being annoying. Give me a moment. Mercury's in retrograde, you say. <laughs> like nothing is working. Alright. Next one is gives unsolicited advice. So let's see. I'll just, I should just go through the article itself instead of going to my own notes that I can't actually use. <clears throat> okay. So it says you're trying to be helpful by recommending the best restaurants in Portland and sharing your wisdom on parenting through the terrible twos, but you are also seizing an opportunity to, to demonstrate your superior knowledge and insight. So I guess that's kind of like why narcissists do that? Is that what they're saying? Narcissists are always a little more in the know. They seem to have inside info on everything. I suppose that's true. That's true. I feel like that's a small that might be a small hint and maybe I say that because I'm very much that type of person where I'm like oh I know everything I know a little bit of everything <laughs> but I don't know maybe that's just like my narcissistic trait I don't know but what I am saying is I there's obviously people who have a field of expertise so you want to share that I don't think that's uncommon I think that's like all of Facebook Twitter and Instagram and like every social media is just people you know saying no I know better (laughs) um however I I definitely have clocked this as well um I think the difference is if this is being done outside of social media, if this is in everyday life, and you're not asking them for your advice, <laughs> and they're just like, let me tell you what you should do, uh, that's a very different thing than like just talking to somebody and being like, you know, can I have your input? And they give their input, you know. And let me just say, I don't think this is, like, the best representation of narcissism. At least, it just doesn't connect with me, but, um, I don't know why I used, (laughs) I used this, this article anyway. Like, I already had it on hand, and I was like, okay. But I actually found a lot, I found stuff on YouTube to be a lot more helpful, I will tell you, um, actually at the end I will tell you the exact um, channels that I've gone to to learn so much about narcissism. <laughs> um, but let's get back to the article. So the next sign is you detest waiting in line. I Again, I'm like, is this really a tra-? Like, it probably is a trait that narcissists have, but I wouldn't say it's a narcissism trait, um, if that makes sense. Uh, it says whatever a narcissist needs are, they need to be met now. So they don't, they don't want to, they don't want to, you know what? I don't want to wait in line either though. You know what I mean? I probably shouldn't have used this article. (laughs) I feel like I'm going to be arguing with everything being like, you know, this is a terrible fucking example. There must be good stuff in here though, because I did have it. 
next sign is your ambition knows no bounds. Um, they fantasize about how much more powerful they will be, how much more beautiful, how much richer. Uh, they also prefer to associate associate with other high status people and may obsess over status symbols from the right shoes to the right stroller and even belittle anyone who they don't perceive to be part of the same exclusive club. Um, I will say, and actually maybe this is why I don't relate to it that much because I'm like, uh, I think this may speak to certain types of narcissists. Like we learned in the last episode, um, that I covered about this there's there's different types and this seems to be more like the exhibitionist and maybe some you know some of the other ones I'm not sure but I don't know <laughs> that this specific sign is definitely more that I I do know I definitely have seen this exhibited, um, but more so from the exhibitionist narcissist that I believe I know, but not so much, not as much where I would pinpoint that for the other ones, but there is, I feel like, so here's the deal, and I think I said this before, I think that of course they're looking for status but everybody everybody's idea of what success is is different um so like everyone's idea of perfection is different too so it might not be like having the fanciest things but it might be like having the most obedient housewife you know or something like that like it'll be different but I, I I think that is a common trait with narcissists. But again, just like it might look a little different than how they're kind of explaining it here. And they're definitely not going in depth with this stuff here. So next sign is you know how to turn on the charm. You you've got a knack for making other people feel important. Your relationships probably move quickly, like the intoxicating whirlwind romances of storybooks. But all the admiration you shower on that person is part of an unspoken deal, and this is very true, and this is very important. You expect them to make you feel just as attractive and intelligent. The minute they question or criticize you, the jig is up, and he is sent away swiftly from the pedestal to the trash heap. that's true I feel like that's another really big sign of narcissism for sure from my experience anyway um again I just feel like that's a big (laughs) that's a big big tell they're gonna build you up they're gonna love bomb you you're gonna be the best thing ever and that alone is is a huge red flag and then (laughs) if you want to test it You'd be like, I don't know, I think this person might be a narcissist. Just kind of question them. That's it. Why are you doing this? Or why did you do it like this? Or, you know, anything. Question them on anything, okay? (laughs) If they just, like, tear you apart or belittle you, even, like, in a really passive-aggressive, like, subtle way, like, that will, they, that will, that will tell you everything you need to know next one is you are competitive 
uh, in a narcissist worldview, there are winners and losers. The narcissist needs to win in virtually every domain. Um, I think that's true. Let's see what else they have to say. They have to make themselves out to be superior to somebody else. Again, I feel like that's just a key thing of narcissism. And I wonder, you know, I'm sure there's people who are just like that. They just like to be better. I don't know. I've never... <laughs> I've been, I've only been around very depressed people uh, with extremely low self-esteem, so I, I don't know. I don't know these people who are striving to be the best, except for uh, the narcissists that I've known. Um, so I guess to me, that's my question: like, is that exclusively a narcissist trait, or is there like people who are just like, yes, I, I'm. I want to be better in every way than somebody else. Like, there's competitive, but I feel like there's competition, like, in a game setting, and then there's, like, competition in life, and, like, no one else is playing that game. (laughs) Like, you're not comparing yourself to other people. But I guess there are those people. It's probably not an exclusive narcissist thing, but I just, I've never experienced that with, except for with narcissists. So... Um, but that is definitely something that they do, and you definitely learn, because it'll be, you can't win, okay? First of all, you're not gonna win, (laughs) like, they're not gonna allow you to win, but also, like, it'll be a huge problem if you do, um, and it'll come back to bite you either very quickly or later on, um, but it will, I, and I don't know, at least for me, and I probably for a lot of other victims, you just kind of learn to dumb everything down a bit, don't be as good, just kind of chill, let the other person win and be their best little selves so that you don't have to deal with the outcome, the rage, uh, the backlash of being just as good or better at anything when it comes to them. And the next sign is uh, they hold a lot of grudges. Uh, let's see what they have to say. To everyone else, you you probably seem highly confident, the kind of person who doesn't give a crap about what other people think, but for narcissists, that couldn't be farther from the truth. They care deeply about maintaining their idealized image of themselves and have trouble tolerating any sort of disapproval or insult. Hmm. I I wonder if that's true. <laughs> um, I guess I guess it's kind of true. So like, the first part they deeply care about maintaining their image is so 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 accurate, so accurate, so accurate. You know, I feel like for myself, and I can only compare to myself for the most part. But I feel like for myself, like, I everyone has an image. I don't care if my image breaks. I, I think my image is basically, like, quiet, quiet uh, introvert <laughs> who keeps to themselves <laughs> mysterious girl. Um, and I don't... I don't actively try to keep that up. That's just kind of like my public face. Um, but again, I don't actively try to keep that up. If if your view of me shatters because you decide to come and have a conversation with me or whatever, like 
I'm okay with that. I just don't care. Like, it, even at my lowest confidence, I've always been like, you know what? I am what I am. You know, obviously not completely, but, you know, to an extent. Like, I, I just never was trying to portray um, or keep up an image consciously let me put it that way that's more accurate (laughs) but for narcissists it is very much a conscious thing it is very much a looks that is so annoying it's so annoying it's so annoying as uh, someone who's had to deal with this (laughs) for so many different people it's just so annoying because I just don't care about that stuff so much and they're just like no you have to do this you have to do it like this it has to look like this and it's like why and the answer is always because that's how it's done that's how you should do it that's how it should look you know it's it drives me insane (laughs) um but yeah that's accurate um what's the other part having trouble tolerating any sort of disapproval I don't know if that's true or not because I disapprove (laughs) I disapprove of a lot of things that they've done, and it's never seemed to bother them. But I will say, insults, mm, that's a no, no, no. That, that, that'll get you, (laughs) you'll, you'll regret that. So don't do that. Um, But I am curious if they are bothered by disapproval, probably, and that's why they feel like they need to have this, like, like, keep up this image of themselves I'd imagine that's exactly why but I, they definitely don't show it as far as I've seen anyway maybe I haven't ca- caught it I don't know um, and also because of that I feel like that can be easily misconstrued as like oh they're sensitive that is not <laughs> maybe it is no let me not say that I was gonna be like that is not the case they are not sensitive Um, Just because they're really assholes about it doesn't mean that they aren't sensitive about it. Obviously, it it hit a soft spot, and that's why they're acting out. Um, So they are probably very sensitive. But don't just be like, oh, they're sensitive, they're caring. This isn't a problem. Like, toxic is toxic, you know? So, Uh, next sign is it's never it's never it's never their fault every we've talked about this like everything that they do anything that happens any outcome that goes on it it's not them it's not them it's you boo boo (laughs) you did something it's somebody else it's somebody else I'll never forget like this just sticks out to me because it stuck out to me at the time but I didn't understand and now I do understand and it's just never really left my memory my brain it's like such a clear memory but I remember one of the millions of times I was fighting with my ex and uh we were at his uh what, what would you call it like a townhouse not it wasn't a townhouse but a house that had um multiple apartments but it was an apartment building I don't know what you call that, um, a family house, I guess, and, um, we're loudly fighting outside, he's running off from me, and I'm just like, 
Because we, we generally didn't have public fights. Um, I think he wanted to have this specific one to kind of show the neighbors that I was crazy or something. <laughs> but, and actually, I don't think he was running from me. He was, if I remember correctly, he was fixing his car or doing something, and I was outside, and we got into a fight because everything turns into a fight. And um, I just remember, I don't remember what it was about or anything, but I just remember being like, oh yeah, because nothing's ever your fault, you're always the victim. And I don't know, that was just such a huge deal to me because I, it really was like, a light bulb but I didn't know what that led to you know like I didn't know what that meant but it was such a huge puzzle piece for me because he really was all the time like in every story he tells he's the victim everything that happens happens to him everybody is always doing him wrong every single one of his friends is like the worst fucking friend he's ever had his his, all of his exes are the worst his mom's the worst his dad's the worst his family's just trash you know uh his co-workers are trash like everybody was just terrible and I was like that's so weird (laughs) how is that everybody in the world is just terrible to you and you're like the only person that is totally fine like that's weird um and I just noticed that he would do that with me a lot too and while I internalized a lot of that and I would believe him when he was like it was my fault that was definitely like a point where I was like dude you know it's always my fault I can be wrong a lot but I can't be wrong every single time right that's like impossible right (laughs) so um that really stuck out to me and that's just a huge sign of there might be a narcissist (laughs) at the very least very toxic um next sign you take advantage of people oh i see the inability to turn into an the inability to turn into the emotional world of others is a cornerstone of narcissism the inability to turn into the emotional world of others. What does that mean? Okay, I don't know what that means. Let's see. Narcissists expect others to revolve around their needs, but they refuse to do the same for someone else. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if you ever have someone that's just so about themselves, obsessed about themselves, like talking about themselves, thinking about themselves, everything has to do with them. They can't or won't connect to you whether it's narcissism or not that's just not a two-way relationship it's not a relationship that's going to work and I mean that like I don't mean a just a romantic relationship I mean that for family I mean that for friends in any I mean that for work co-workers bosses it doesn't matter that relationship will never work successfully any kind of relationship is a two-way street the other person has to listen to you you have to listen to them you guys have to talk you guys have to compromise like that's the only way any relationship works so yes (laughs) if uh if you have someone there and you're dealing with someone that just cannot connect to you won't connect to you doesn't want to listen to your problems doesn't have any kind of advice um 
I mean, the best way I can think of putting it is just connecting with you in any kind of way, mentally, emotionally. If it's only physical, that's a problem. (laughs) That's a problem. And uh, they just might be a narcissist because it's all about them all the time. Especially if they make it a big deal that you don't reciprocate because trust in their head they're giving you they're giving you all they got (laughs) I feel like I feel like they really do at least they act this way like listen I've done all this for you so the least you can do is literally give me the moon and stars in the world what (laughs) like that's really the thinking um the last sign they have here is that you have an addiction so let's see what they have to say um Okay, think about how people feel when they are high, untouchable, bulletproof, on top of the world. In essence, it's that same sense of grandiose, grandiosity that narcissists crave. When I finally made this connection, it made so much sense within my practice, says Burgo. Your high, your high might come from alcohol, plastic surgery, shopping, it doesn't matter. The addicted narcissist keeps turning to the drug again and again to get that incredible on top of the world feeling where the drug wears off they often they are often filled with shame and when the shame becomes unbearable they turn to the drug again so this i was like i couldn't really speak on it um and plus i'm like you know i kind of feel like we're all addicted to something you know (laughs) uh i don't know i just i i I can't really speak on this one, but it probably, it makes sense. It's probably true. But again, like I said, like everybody has an addiction. So it's not that this article is necessarily bad. I just feel like it's not, um, in depth. It doesn't really explain much. I feel like it's very kind of superficial. Let's hit this one bullet point within a bullet point, uh, sort of deal. But let me see what I can find here on YouTube. Let's see, narcissist. Is this in my wrong thing? I'm looking at my history. Or I'm trying to. Narcissist. Because I've looked up so much, <laughs> so many things. So, um,. This is a more recent person I've kind of been watching, but I don't love uh, her videos. And it's nothing to do with her personally, just how she relays information. It doesn't really connect with me. Um, I don't love listening to her. (laughs) Again, that sounds like rude, but it's just like, you know, there's... the way someone talks isn't for everybody and the way she talks is like it's better than others but it just doesn't grab me and keep me engaged I guess but Dr. Romani she has a lot of videos on narcissism um the ones that I've really really like loved and watched a lot of especially in the beginning just really learning about narcissism uh one channel is surviving narcissism so many so many so many so many great videos um the last one i watched is nine very subtle signs of covert not narcissism uh 
just very informative. Uh, this is a doctor that's talking. <clears throat> I, I watch doctors. I watch doctors on YouTube. So the people that are like talking about this stuff is never just like some Joe Schmo. Which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that either. But I feel like uh, therapists have a good way sometimes of being able since they've studied it a lot they they really have a good way of explaining different uh different things I'm so specific the words are coming so easy they just have a good way of explaining basically (laughs) in a lot of different ways uh just nice um but here's some examples of the videos uh Narcissist, sociopath, or psychopath, how to tell the difference or recognize the distinctions, the making of a narcissist, how the false self develops. Can a narcissist change? Here's what has to happen. Your angry reactions to the narcissist. Seven mind games played by the narcissist. I've watched a lot of fucking videos, okay? I love this guy. Um, He explains things very simply. He talks uh, slow, but not too slow. Like, he's great to connect with. Like, it's very easy to connect with him. And he just has so many very insightful videos. Um... So yeah, I got a lot there. But also, (laughs) I watched some videos uh, by Dr. Todd Grande. I don't know if I've ever mentioned him, but I watched quite a few of his videos. He has other things outside of narcissism, but he has, he does have some videos on narcissism. I'm like, and and I do like him. He's dry and sarcastic, which I love. So there's a little bit of humor, but you might not catch it if you're not paying attention. Um, But very insightful, very thorough, great, great, um, doctor, YouTuber, whatever, whatever you want to say. So that's where I learned a lot about narcissism, along with doing a lot of, uh, just googling (laughs) just a lot of online research and really trying to understand it, because it's really something, honestly, it's something I just don't understand like I can understand it to an extent but I don't understand not having an emotional connection to people that's where a lot of things just kind of confuse me because I don't know how you can look at someone hurting and continue to hurt them like I just and it's not for me to understand that's not something that I really want to understand I guess, I mean, (laughs) in the sense that I don't want to get to a place where I can do that. And I'm like, oh, this is why. Because all of my understanding, (laughs) a lot of my understanding comes from personal experience. um, Which is why I try to watch out on saying what I want. Because it's like, oh, I'll experience it then. If I'm like, I don't get it. And I judge really harshly, then I'll go through it. (laughs) And it's like, okay, now I get it. I don't want to understand that though. I am a very emotional person and even while I was in the midst of trying to turn off my emotions because that's what I'm learning, like having emotions was a weakness. That's really what I learned growing up and in other relationships. So even while I was trying to turn off my emotions, like that like 
you know, I'd always be a sucker for this. You give me a sad face, you give me some tears, baby, you got me. Like, I can't, I can't not react to that in a nurturing way. You know, at the very least, I'm going to stop whatever I'm doing. You know, even if I'm still angry at you and I still want to yell at you, if you are hurt, I'm not going to continue to hurt you. And I just don't understand people where that's what they do and they do it on purpose nonetheless I just don't fucking get it so you know part of a part of the research I was doing was trying to figure that out but also and mostly just to understand what I've been through but you know I've already ranted about this before but just like a quick thing like that is why I don't think it's bad to like diagnose at home certain people you need to understand the shit that you're going through and you can't fully understand it without naming shit and being like this is what they probably are and this is what happened and this is why you know at least for me I feel like it's probably for all of us and that's probably why we have such a hard time healing because we're so busy trying not to put names to shit or we don't know what names to put to shit but actually I forgot that there will definitely be at least one other because I want to kind of wrap everything up about my opinion all this and how it ties to other stuff um and the next episode or the one I'm kind of like I don't know if I want to do this one and talk about this but it's what does narcissistic abuse look like and this is in regards to a parent-child relationship um I think it's really important to go over it honestly I just (laughs) I think I'm just kind of like nervous about it because Like I said, I'm still healing and going through my journey of dealing with everything that had to do with my mom. So I'm like, this is a sore spot for me. Um, And I don't know if I want to touch it. (laughs) But um, I think it's just really, really, really important. This is stuff that needs to be talked about and looked at and examined. And so people can pinpoint it and stop it before it gets worse or before it even begins maybe um or maybe you can even recognize within yourself what's going on like I know for me I mean I always knew I was broken I always felt like I was broken but to be able to be like (laughs) I don't know there's parts of me I didn't realize was broken and to to understand this side of of my trauma really helped (laughs) I was like oh shit I didn't know that makes so much sense all this stuff makes so much sense it's like all this healing can happen because now I see what's broken instead of being like there's something there I don't know or not even knowing it but just having like this scar you know (sighs) anyway yeah I'll talk about that so I have two more episodes to do I guess um yeah so that's that's everything that's all I have for you I hope this has been helpful I'm just trying to be helpful (laughs) I hope this is helpful um if you guys have any questions comments or suggestions feel free to email me at bmishmosh at gmail.com 
and be sure to check out my instagram and my facebook i'm at mishmash podcast and uh thanks for listening i love you guys bye